0: This is 680-CJOB. I'm Brett McGarry. This week on the Couch Potatoes, we'll celebrate the genius conclusion of one of the smartest sitcoms to come along in a long time, The Good Place. Plus, I'm Jeff Braun. We'll give you our take on this year's Oscar nominations. Plus, we'll tell you what's coming to home video this week. First, it's the news
1: from the couch. There can't be too many guys driving around this valley with
2: an ape. Right turn, Clyde. Remember Every Which Way But Loose, the Clint Eastwood comedy where he's a truck-driving barroom brawler with an orangutan named Clyde as a partner? It sounds insane now, and it sounded even more insane when it came out in 1978 while Eastwood is at the height of his fame. Even the original trailer for the movie... Couldn't believe it was a real movie. How about taking in a new movie?
1: Okay. What'd you have in mind?
2: Hey, babe, what do
0: you think of Clint Eastwood?
1: Oh, I think of him a lot.
0: Can you see him allowing a woman to beat up on him?
1: Oh, now you're putting me on. In my thoughts, you're always with me, every Well, what do
2: you think of Clint Eastwood confiding his
1: deepest, darkest movie. secrets to an orangutan? It comes to sharing my feelings with a woman. My stomach just turns to royal gelatin. Well, what do you think now? Now you're really kidding me.
2: The entire trailer has even weirder stuff in it, but the movie was a smash hit, making $95 million, a fortune at the time, and spawning a sequel any which way you can. Now, as Hollywood tries to make a buck off anything that once made money in the past, it's being remade. Eastwood's not in it, though. None of the people involved are anyone you've ever heard of before. I think I'm sort of excited about it, even though there's almost no chance it won't be garbage. Filming on the remake of Every Which Way But Loose begins this spring. It's no joke. It's Eastwood like you've never seen him before. In a new film called Every Which Way But Loose. Every Which Way You Look, there's action, adventure, adventure, and fun. Clint Eastwood will turn you Every
1: Which Way But Loose. There are two types of people in this world, those who like Neil Diamond and those who don't. What is the crisis, Bob? My ex-wife loves him.
2: Just when patient Bob Wiley was making progress,
1: Dr. Marvin, you can help me.
2: Dr. Leo <laughs> Marvin was making other plans.
1: As of this afternoon, I'm taking my family on vacation until Labor Day.
2: But Leo's vacation Marvin! is about to become
1: oh my. Dr. Marvin! Bob's therapy. Oh! I really
0: appreciate this. Here's another remake. NBC is ordering a comedy pilot called What About Barb? And it's inspired by What About
1: Bob? I do not see patients on vacation, ever. We just got to figure out a way to work around your schedule. Two to four, three to five, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. (laughs)
0: What About Bob Arrived in May of 1991, starring Bill Murray as the patient and Richard Dreyfuss as the angry psychiatrist?
1: You're angry. No, I don't get angry. You're upset. (laughs) Relax, Leo. Take a vacation. I'm on vacation!
0: Touchstone Pictures presents
2: Bill Murray. Hello, I'm Bob. Would you knock me out, please?
0: And Richard
1: Dreyfuss. Don't you understand? This man is crazy!
0: As the film went on, Dreyfus became increasingly agitated to increasingly hilarious results.
1: You've turned a perfectly peaceful house into an insane asylum! Get out! Why'd you need to kick Bob out of the house? He's not gone! That's the whole point! He's never gone! Is this some radical new therapy?
0: So, this new one will be just like that, but with a woman named Barb instead of a man named Bob. Yet another television show based on a movie, joining the long list of recent TV shows inspired by films like Rush Hour, Lethal Weapon, Training Day, Frequency, Uncle Buck, Minority Report. The list goes on and on and on. Not sure when, what about Barb will debut on NBC?
1: What are you doing with a rifle? Death therapy, Bob. It's a guaranteed cure. (laughs)
0: My name is Mike, I'm gonna be your driving instructor. Welcome to our country, okay? Uh, My name is Borat. Okay, okay, good, good. Well, I'm not used to that, but that's fine. You use two hands now.
1: What? Two hands. But then it looks like I am holding a (laughs) I don't care what it looks like. You use two hands when you drive, okay? Okay. You want to have You can't drink, there While you're driving, it's against, it's against the law. What?
2: <laughs> Sasha Baron Cohen's greatest creation is undoubtedly Borat, the quote-unquote journalist from Kazakhstan who comes to America and gets in adventures, usually with unsuspecting citizens who are not in on the joke or in on the not-joke, as it were.
1: What is a not-joke? A not-joke is when we're trying to make fun of something, and what we do is we make a statement that we pretend is true, but at the end we say, not, which means it's not true. So teach me how to make one. All right, so a not joke was, I would say, that suit is black, not. This suit is not black. No, no, not has to be the end. Okay. Okay. <laughs>
2: Cohen has done plenty of other funny stuff Of course, Bruno was pretty good As was the Ali G show that started it all And he's been funny in a lot of movies Over the years as well But he has just had a show he was making for Amazon Cancelled before it started Cohen was developing a show called Heisten about a man who imagines That he's surrounded by mid-tier celebrity friends According to the Hollywood Reporter Amazon has pulled the plug on the series Too bad, but frankly I wish he would just make another Borat movie
1: this suit is black, not. This suit is black, pause. You know what a pause is? Yes. This suit is black, not. This suit is black, pause, not. You don't say pause. <laughs> this suit is black, <laughs> that's a pause, not. This suit is black. Okay, um, I, I don't, I don't, I'm not Not. Quite... <laughs> I gotta watch Borat again. Yeah, it's
0: been a long time. It's one of those movies that you can't, you can't watch that often because this. I remember when I first bought, brought home the DVD. I was kind of disappointed at how. Now, I don't want to say unfunny it was but how it like lacked that punch yeah, yeah. but now that I've basically forgotten everything <laughs> Yeah exactly <laughs> I could go back and revisit it again More news from the couch up next you're listening to the Couch Potatoes I'm Brett he's Jeff we are the Couch Potatoes time now for more news from the couch Whatever you think
2: you know about Tom Keene forget it The man is an extremely talented covert operative
0: NBC has released a first look trailer at their soon to debut spin off, The Blacklist Redemption.
1: Tom Keene, I've been looking everywhere for you. Got a lot of work to do.
2: Susan Hargrave's a brilliant strategist. Hargrave's people do the work the Bureau can't.
1: Matthias Solomon, one of my best men. I trusted you to work with him, and you shot him. He has a stomach slightly scarred. What just as beautiful? The Blacklist
0: Redemption sees popular character Tom Keen join a new team with Fumka Jensen, who plays Susan Scotty Hargrave, who is his mom, along with his nemesis, Matthias Solomon.
1: We yeah, handle cases that are legally questionable yet, morally justifiable. I don't know if I should be thrilled or terrified. No, it should be a little fun.
0: Blacklist Redemption strikes me as a show that they created because Tom Keene, who was a bad guy, but then a good guy, became a popular character. So now, rather than have to find ways to write him into the Blacklist all the time, they just gave him a new show. Along with another popular character, Matthias Solomon, who was a really bad guy. Now he's one of the good guys, and Tom is working with him? That does not make
1: sense. What, you don't trust me? Well, you shoot me once, shame on me. You shoot me twice. Me. And I
0: hate this scene in the trailer. It's a really creepy scene of Tom and Susan, aka son and mother, getting kind of sexy.
1: Really mm-hmm.
0: Context is everything, and we don't have the context from this trailer, but it's still creeping me out. Maybe she is not his mother, after all. Anyway, there was a backdoor pilot for this in the last season of The Blacklist. This team solves problems governments don't dare touch. So if you like The Blacklist, you will probably like The Blacklist Redemption, debuting Thursday, February 23rd on NBC and Global TV.
1: My son. Oh. We're going to find him. It's going to be okay. Okay. second chance. That's all I want. All
2: your training and your skills have been preparing you for this moment. Talking to the
1: family. We need to talk. Can we do this tomorrow? It's important. Yes. Honey, I know it's important, but can we just... I need to
2: talk to you now, Laura. Have you been noticing that I've been, um, kind of losing my mind? Yes, I have noticed that. That was Justin Theroux and Carrie Coon last year in HBO's The Leftovers, one of my favorite shows, a very dark, sad show. And it actually wasn't last year, it was 2015, but it was the last season of the show that aired, its second season. If you've never heard of it, it's the show about people trying to move on with their lives after the mysterious vanished-into-thin-air disappearance of two random percent of the world's population. That's the sci-fi element of it all, but the show is really about sad people dealing with their grief.
1: You sit there and tell me a story about your daughter. I lost everyone. I lost everything. You f- fraud. You f- liar. You're not in pain. Because if you were in pain, you would know there is no moving on. There is no happiness. What's next? What's f- next? Nothing is next. Nothing!
2: Until April, anyway. That's when season three starts. HBO announced that this week. Also released a little teaser for the new season. There was no dialogue in it, just a montage set to a bouncy Beach Boy song of people staring up at the sky. At the end, we see they're looking at a skywriter writing the words, The end is near in the sky. And it is. The eight-episode final season begins April 16th on HBO.
1: Now you're all just clinging on to each other because you need to cling on to something. If you loved them, you'd trust them enough to tell them about me. If you loved them, you wouldn't lie. You shut the up! I didn't tell them about you because you're not here. I love my family. Then why did you try to kill yourself? Oh, hello, Deadpool here. I always wanted to be a professional athlete. Because I wanted to have children in cities all over the world.
2: I'll be back.
0: Original Terminator director James Cameron and Deadpool director Tim Miller are reportedly teaming up for a new Terminator movie.
1: Hasta la vista, baby.
0: Deadline says the team up will also include David Ellison from Skydance, who is footing the bill... For something called an exploratory effort that includes engaging some top-flight science fiction authors to find the movie creatively. That's probably a nice way of saying it needs to be better than the 2015 film Terminator Genesis. Saw wrong. John sent me here to save you
1: from the Terminator that was sent back to kill me. I know, but we already took care of him. We. I've been waiting for you. This time, John sent you to. It no longer exists. Everything's changed. We can stop Judgment Day from happening.
0: Genesis was a sort of reboot that was meant to kick off a new trilogy, but it was not received all that well. Even with the return of Arnold Schwarzenegger so they shelved plans to continue down that path. Ellison still holds a bunch of Terminator rights, but Cameron gets them back in 2019, so he will, according to reports, godfather the film, whatever that means. Miller will direct this new Terminator film because Cameron will be busy directing four sequels for Avatar.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, you are on Pandora.
2: Up there beyond that fence, every living thing wants to kill you.
0: That is the news from the couch. Up next, we'll tell you what's coming to home video this week. You're listening to The Couch Potatoes.
1: You think you're above the law. But I'm not the law. So you should start running, because I'm going to start hunting. And when I find you, I'm going to kill you all.
0: I'm Braddy's Jeff. We are the Couch Potatoes having a quick look at what's coming to home video this week. What's that? Jack Reacher 2 Electric Boogaloo, a.k.a. Jack Reacher Never Go Back. That's
2: right. Starring Tom Cruise. Uh, for the Jack Reacher fans out there, there's a bunch of. Pinocchio,
0: Disney signature collection. That comes out on Tuesday. The old
2: animated Pinocchio.
0: Yes, that'll be a big one for Disney fans. I'm sure they do, when they do release these. Uh, Blu-rays, these fancy Blu-rays, they're always excellent. Yes. And is this the sort
2: of deal that goes back in the vault at some time, probably? I think it does, yeah. It yeah. So get it while you can. Uh, Tyler Perry's Boo on a Day of Halloween. That could stay in the vault. Queen of The Queen of Katwe. That was the one about the uh, Ugandan girl playing chess. Yes. My parents said it was very good. Uh, Masterminds, <laughs> which apparently is not very good. Zach Elifianakis and Owen Wilson, I think, in that. Ballers season two starring the rock also on I like that show you like that show yeah that's a good one uh on Monday a Weird Monday release, L, which is Star's Oscar nominee and Golden
0: Globe winner Isabel Huppert. Okay, and then very quickly here, we'll just mention that uh, Digital HD this week, so a couple, it'll come to Blu-ray and DVD a couple weeks down the road. Arrival, the Best Picture nominated Arrival, mm-hmm. still playing in some theaters. Check your listings for that. And The Edge of Seventeen with Haley Steinfeld. Up next, we'll actually talk about the Oscars. You're listening to The Couch Potatoes.
2: Welcome back to The Couch Potatoes. I'm Jeff, he's Brett, and the the Oscar nominations came out this week. Nine movies have been nominated for Best Picture.
1: Arrival. Now that's a proper introduction. Fences. What you ever give me? Your feet, them bones, that pumping heart. Hacksaw Ridge. Please, Lord. Help me get one more. Hell or high water.
0: Little brother, go get that money.
1: But Hidden figures. Within these walls,
2: makes the rules.
1: You sir, you are the boss. You just have to act like one, sir. La la Land. It's pretty strange that we keep running into each other. Maybe it means something. I doubt it. Lion. Where are you from? Calcutta. Calcutta. Which part? I'm adopted. Moonlight. At some point, you gotta decide for yourself who you do to be. You can't let nobody make that decision for you.
0: Manchester by the Sea.
1: My heart was broken, and I know yours is broken too. No, if you don't understand. There's nothing it's there. not true.
2: Yeah, so those are the nine. All of those nominees are playing in theaters now, some in second-run theaters, except for Hell or High Water. When did that come out? Like last spring? Was August. That August. Yeah. No, so, not. so last summer. So that's already on uh, DVD, Blu-ray. You can rent it off your cable box or whatever. So but all nine movies are available to see somehow, somewhere. I've seen... Two of the nine so far. I watched Hell or High Water this week. I really enjoyed it.
0: Yeah, well, you've passed me because that's the only
2: one I have seen. <laughs> and, and like uh, we mentioned last week, I just saw Manchester by the Sea. So I got some work to do. I usually like to see them all. Well, I don't think I'm going to see all nine this year. Moonlight's the one I want to see the most as far as the rest are concerned. Uh, the one I want to see the least is Hacksaw Ridge. I don't even know why. Maybe might be the Mel Gibson of it all. I've also never run, really been a huge Andrew Garfield fan, so... But there you go. Those are the nine. Uh, and uh, I guess La La Land leads all the movies with 14 nomination. That actually ties a record. 1950s All About Eve and 1997's Titanic are the only other movies
0: that have ever gotten that many and no one's ever got more. The other one of these films that I really wanted to see, and I'm actually kind of surprised I never got around to it, was Arrival. Yeah. Because I think that came out in... Oh, hang on a second here. Uh, October? November? October or November. And so, like... There was nothing. It was November 11th. So it's not like I had anything going on. I just was kind of lazy, I guess. I do watch a lot of television. So that's usually a problem. Anytime I want to go see a film, it takes away from my homework. And everyone saying Amy Adams was robbed because she didn't get a nomination for it. And well, and there was that little snafu where somebody put on the Oscar website, Amy Adams for, had been nominated and Tom Hanks. For Sully, I guess. For Sully, yes. And they had to go in and take them out. So (laughs) I don't know if those were just assumptions, (laughs) but Uh, uh, that's embarrassing.
2: I, I think it was probably just Tom Hanks having
0: some fun. Could be. He's a, you know, he's a. Spare time hacker or something. Well, know. he does have a large typewriter <laughs> collection. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Maybe he found a way to hack into the Oscars with his various typewriters.
2: Yeah. Sully shut out. Scorsese was all but shut out too. That's kind of rare. His movie uh, Silence received one nomination for cinematography. I did the math and it was before this came out. And it was something like in the last 15 or the last 10 movies he made, only one up until now had not been nominated for best picture. Shutter Island? Yeah. I think that's what it was. So, and no Dory. And it's rare that Pixar doesn't get a nomination. It's happened before with Cars 2 or whatever, but Finding Dory was the second biggest movie of the year after Star Wars and everybody seemed to love it. So,
0: Big smash hit it. Indeed, uh, looking at the best animated feature nominations, Kubo and the Two Strings, Moana, which is a Disney movie, My Life as a Zucchini, The Red Turtle, and then Zootopia, which is another Disney film I just recently saw Zootopia I loved it loved it yeah yeah it's great fun it, 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 so it's I wonder if Disney just Disney is unseating itself it's <laughs> partnership with Disney Pixar <laughs> yeah, yeah. because what usually what would happen is the Disney Pixar movies would be like their flagship films for the year and then they would release uh, sort of a secondary cartoon down right. the road like Wreck-It Ralph or I think or do you remember Bolt Bolt the super dog yep well now the Disney movies are making just as much money and they're getting just as much critical acclaim, like Zootopia, for example, and Moana apparently is excellent. So I don't know.
2: I wanted to watch Zootopia and I thought I would at Christmas because I bought one of my nieces the DVD, hmm. but I uh, bought the other niece, The Little Mermaid, and they wanted to watch that instead. So I had to sit through that garbage. <laughs> so fake. There's no mermaids. Whatever. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but a talking fox. I know. I I wanted to watch Utopia, but we never got around to it.
0: Well, it's on the Netflix. Yeah, that's true. That's how
2: I watched it. There you go. Uh, And Meryl Streep picks up her 20th nomination for Florence Foster Jenkins. She's won three times, so she's lost 17 times. But she hasn't lost the most because Kevin O'Connell has been nominated for the 21st time. He is a sound mixer. Oh, He's nominated for Hacksaw Ridge. 21
0: nominations Zero wins. Oh no. He's going to lose again. I bet. holds
2: the record for having the most nominations without a win. And he's up a lot of land I know is in that category. So he'll probably just lose to that because it's a musical and it's a music-ish. It's a sound category, right?
0: Unless his fellow sound mixers feel bad for him. The fact (laughs) that he's been nominated 21 times now and has not been victorious. God, that would be really tough. Mel Gibson should like buy him billboards
2: in LA and like get the word out. Yeah. You know what I mean, because it's probably the sort of thing on a ballot where his name doesn't pop up, just the name of the movie pops up. Yeah. So if he lets, lets it be known that, Hey, this is the guy, cause that'd be a nice sight to see. It'd be, and it would take one of those, it's like, cause those are, you know, the categories that you don't, nobody cares about. Yeah. I mean, half the time you're like, why is this even part of the TV show? Yeah. But it would be fun if a guy like that actually
0: ended up winning. Well, and particularly with sound because there's best sound editing and there's best sound mixing and we work in radio and work with sound and I still don't really know the difference. I between look it those up every two. year.
2: I haven't looked it up this year because every year I also forget what it means. <laughs> one, one of them is about making the sounds or the
0: sound effects. So that's probably the editing. Yeah, and okay. the sound
2: mixing is slapping all the sound the sound effects, the music, the dialogue, the everything all together.
0: Yeah. And best visual effects, I know I always like to touch yep. on this every year. And where are you hmm. hiding? Yeah. There it is. Deep Water Horizon. So that's the movie about the the oil, oil rig. Still. That uh, were that blew up and led to the oil spill. Doctor Strange from the Marvel Cinematic Universe, The Jungle Book, the live-action Disney film, Kubo and the Two Strings, getting an unusual nod in that category as well. Being an animated movie and all. Well, well, and just a quick nod or a quick note on that. That's from that Leica studio that does. They did Coraline and they did the the yeah. the, the Box Trolls and Paranorman. So they use a mixture of sort of like stop motion and CG, and it blends together quite wonderfully. Like they, their films are spectacularly beautiful. Hmm. And then finally Rogue One, a Star Wars story nominated for best visual effects. If I had to choose, I'm going to predict the Jungle Book because the uh, the Academy always awards movies that tend to go, tend to do, how do I say this? They, that I guess it's always like animals that look real. Okay. Like the Golden Compass one. A few years back, cause it had animals that looked pretty good. And last year it was ex machina. So they always go for stuff that's more serious or stuff that involves animals. Yeah. Planet of the apes, I think <laughs> one, that seems that, to be, that's a weird criteria. <laughs> well, it's never the big ones. Like you would, you would have thought Star yeah, Wars yeah, yeah, would have yeah. won last year, but no, it didn't, it didn't or, win.
2: Yeah. Or you'd think Dr. Strange
0: won't, would, because but everyone says that thing was just a uh, visually insane. That is a good point. Doctor Strange did some pretty neat things. It was like watching Inception, but on steroids. Right. But I, th- I think The Jungle Book is probably going to win. I still haven't seen The Jungle Book.
2: That's I, w- I did watch that at Christmas as well. That was really good.
0: I will. Is it, do you know if it's available on Netflix? It
2: is. Yes, it is, because the whole reason we watch it is because I got my dad a Blu-ray player with Netflix, and <laughs> we're showing him how to use the Netflix.
0: Okay. <laughs> All right. Any other points you want to make about Oscars? No, that's, per- that's it. It's a pretty standard
2: sort of list this year. It's not the most exciting year we've ever seen at the Oscars, but there's a... F- Looks like a few good movies in there.
0: Up next, we are going to talk about one of the best sitcoms to come along in a long time, I think. It's called The Good Place, and it just wrapped up its first season. You're listening to The Couch Potatoes. In the afterlife, there's a good place and there's a bad place. You're in the good place.
1: I'm not supposed to be here. Somebody royally forked up. Why can't I say fork?
0: If you're trying to curse, you can't hear. That's bullshit.
1: Condescending bench, motherfucker. You know I'm trying to say ash hole and not ash hole, right? I got that. Yes. Sir. The Good Place Thursdays
0: after Superstore this fall on NBC. I'm Jeff. We are the Couch Potatoes. The Good Place also aired on Global TV. Its first season now complete. It was only 13 episodes. It ran its first nine, I think, episodes or eight episodes in the fall, and then paused. For, for like, like six weeks. Yeah. And then they came back and ran four episodes, and then it's done. Yeah. That's and two crazy. of the episodes were an hour-long block in one night, so. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so it was on in three, for three weeks, and then it was gone. That was weird. But Whatever. it was excellent. Yep. This is a show created by a guy you.
2: Mike like. Schur, who was a writer on The Office during the awesome years of The Office. He co-created Parks and Recreation
0: and Brooklyn Nine-Nine, which you both love, and now this. And this, I think, was... This I really have to applaud the 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 imagination on display, oh, yeah. and the the production value, and the fact that it's it's a because most sitcoms they have this sort of basic premise, but they're going more for laughs. But this yeah, was kind they, of a really involved show. Yeah, most sitcoms sort of you know they have their story
2: of the week, and for the most part, things sort of. Reset back to square one at the end of every episode, right? Yeah. And then, you know, at the end of a season, a baby will be born or somebody will get married or something like that. Yeah. And it'll slowly, you know, actually inch forward with people's lives. But this is heavily serialized. Every single episode has either a twist or a big reveal at the end, and it's just one long ongoing story. And then it got to the end and just turned everything upside down. And sort of, uh, yeah, it's it's very exciting. Like, you don't see sitcoms just willing to, like, just roll the dice on basically the whole premise of the show mm-hmm. to some degree. Especially a network television yeah. show. And so it was good, though, because the, season, the whole season I was wondering, because I was like, how are they going to sustain this particular story that they've been telling where El- this girl Eleanor goes to the good place, but she's... It was a mistake. She's supposed to be in the bad place and that uh, she's trying to cover it up or, you know, do damage control the whole time. It's like, this is going to get very frustrating to watch and by the second season. Mm-hmm. And, but now it, I guess it won't be that at all. Yeah. I don't know what it will be because of what they did, which we won't tell you, but it's a, uh, it's very exciting.
0: Yeah. I really can in case you can't, haven't put it together, she's, Eleanor is dead. She goes to. Heaven, a.k.a. the good place. And then the bad place, of course, is hell. And just a wonderful supporting cast, especially from Ted Danson, who I think I've said this before, and I'll say it again, is pretty much the MVP of everything he's in. Yep. He's so good in this, especially in the season finale. Oh, my God. (laughs) The, The big... Again, we're not... When we say there's a twist, there's a twist in every episode, so it's not spoilery to say that, but wow, there's a great one in the finale and he's so so good. He's just so funny with because he he's good at being like really physically, you know, good physical comedy, mm-hmm. but he's also just there he does these subtle things with his face that make you go that really make you laugh, yeah. so it's not a, sh- it's a show that you really need to pay attention to, not something that you can passively do while you're folding socks or whatever. Has not
2: officially been renewed yet. Its ratings were decent. NBC loves Mike Schur, and of course they love Ted Danson. They wouldn't dare cross Ted Danson, so I'd be more surprised if they did not get another season than if they did.
0: We'll tell you that you can only watch the most recent three episodes on Global TV's website, and... Not sure if they have any plans to upload the whole thing to their website or if the show will be available on Netflix or perhaps Crave TV at some point soon. And this is actually the same for This Is Us because I've had people ask about both these shows, The Good Place and This Is Us. How do I get caught up on these shows? This Is Us on CTV, same deal. You can only watch the most recent three episodes over the holidays, over Christmas they. Reran all of it on their website, but just for like a limited window, oh, really? because I think the networks have to pay more for streaming rights and whatever. So you get it for, a, you, if you don't, you don't watch it on TV or you don't get to it quickly online, you're not going to get to it at all. Up next, I want to quickly tell you about another global TV show, Mary Kills People. You're listening to The Couch Potatoes.
2: A six-part television event. Dr. Harris helped your son die. We will prove it. Killer or savior.
1: We're supposed to be ending suffering, not creating it.
2: Mary Kills
0: People. I'm Brad, he's Jeff. We are The Couch Potatoes. Just wanted to quickly tell you that I Did you watch Mary Kills People? I did not.
2: Okay, I enjoyed the title, but I didn't get to watch it.
0: Well, I watched it this week, and I really enjoyed it. It stars Caroline Daverna from Montreal, who was in Hannibal. She played Dr. Alana Bloom. This is a Canadian-made show. It's on global TV. It's a six-part limited series event, and in this particular show, she plays a doctor who, on the side provides assisted suicide. So of course she's essentially a murderer under our legal system, but it's, it's sort of around the moral ambiguities about that. And I really enjoyed the first episode. It's, I think it's set marketed like a dramedy. So it's heavy on oh, the really? drama, but there's, there is some fairly lighthearted stuff like the first scene really, where we meet her and her, she has a counterpart who yeah. helps her. There's, it's some sadness and some really touching stuff, but then there's also some hilarity. So That's good.
2: Someone, I heard someone say, what about that sitcom, Mary Kills People? And I was like, I don't think that's a sitcom. Yeah,
0: it has some funny parts. I wouldn't call it a sitcom, but it was definitely worth a look. So I'm going to enjoy watching that. I did not get to the other six part miniseries event that started on Wednesday on CTV called Cardinal, but it is on my PVR. I might check that out. And I also just want to quickly point out the Vikings season finale is coming up on Wednesday. The season four finale, a Canadian-Irish co-production. It airs on History, which is a chorus entertainment network. And this season, the second half of season four, I've always liked Vikings, but this last half of the season has easily put it into my top 10 it was in my top 10 for 2016 and it's going to probably be in my top 10 for 2017 it's been so much fun so you should watch that show too i'm Brett. he's jeff we are the couch potatoes remember if it requires getting up off the couch don't bother. This is 680 CJOB.